City council members are in their second week of budget hearings, and today Chicago Police Superintendent Larry Snelling will have his turn to defend a proposed boost in the department's budget to the tune of an extra $90 million. Also, city and state leaders made their way to the southern border to see what it's like for asylum seekers when they enter the U.S. as more and more are arriving here in Chicago. So with us now to get the latest updates from City Hall are, of course, WBEZ's Tessa Weinberg and Mariah Wolfel, our city government and politics reporters. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Thanks for having us. So as I mentioned, week two now of budget hearings for city council members. What are we expecting to hear this week, though, Mariah? So we've got uh, the Chicago Police Department hearings going on right now, and that's always a big one. Um, It takes a long time. It'll stretch into tomorrow. And then a few other departments slated, um, including the Department of Animal Care and Control, which is always a fun one because you hear about alligators in people's garages or (laughs) alligators in the Humboldt Park Lagoon or whatever it might be. Um, And then also the, you know, kind of newly minted or newly proposed Department of Environment, um, where I think we'll really get an idea of what this department will look like in the next year. It's the first year that, you know, Johnson's or, you know, that the mayor is really like pitching a full fledged Department of Environment. And so we'll hear about some of those priorities, too, and what that department plans to address with its budget. Yeah. Well, catch us up, Tessa, because not everyone might have heard your update last week. So remind us uh, what we heard in in those hearings. Yeah. So we've had, you know, every day pretty much from last week, and it's going to continue through this week, just hours and hours and hours of testimony. Uh, You know, the first day was really um, kind of a chance for Mayor Brandon Johnson's administration to defend its proposed budget. We heard from the top budget officials. There was lots of um, pressing questions from older persons about, um, you know, the only $150 million that his administration is proposing for the upcoming year um, to support new arrivals and, and migrants arriving to the city. Lots of questions of older persons saying, you know, we know that's probably not going to be enough. Why are we asking for so little? And lots of focus, too, on, um, you know, these uh, police vacancies that uh, are in the department and Mayor Brennan Johnson's administration has kind of since confirmed that you know, some of these 400 civilian positions that they're proposing will be, you know, repurposed officer positions. And they mm-hmm. say that is, you know, leading to cost savings. Um, and, you know, lots of questions, I'm sure, today more about police staffing going on in the CPD budget. Um, and then, yeah, we still had, you know, lots of departments, though, um, as well, going before older persons. And that's where you've heard everything from older persons asking for, you know, more over light, uh, overnight liquor inspectors to um, wanting, you know, to see things done about leaky garbage trucks to there was even questions at Streets and Sand about whether the city has tried uh, birth control for rats. And it turns out they have. And it was not in me. It did not work for alleys and it just wasn't a good solution. But so it, okay. it, it has been something they've tried. So, so alligators, <laughs> birth control for rats. Yeah. Very interesting. Someone we'll be hearing from today, as I mentioned, is our new police superintendent, Larry Snelling. So just tell us a bit more about the changes Uh, that are being proposed for the department's spending budget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, Johnson's proposed budget does, um, you know, slightly increase the Chicago Police Department's budget. You know, it's keeping the funding relatively flat. It's a small 2.9 percent increase. um, And that's going to bring the budget to nearly one point nine nine billion dollars, which is an increase from um, former Mary Lori Lightfoot's uh, CPD budget. And that comes after Johnson. You know, he had vowed on the campaign trail he wouldn't be reducing CPD's budget. And it seems like he's following through. 
um, on that aspect. Um, in addition to, for example, like the 400 uh, civilian positions it's going to be creating, he uh, also says the budget will be creating um, 100 additional detective positions. He says since he's taken office, he's already promoted 70 um, detectives, which is one of, was one of his campaign goals as well, to hire 200 more detectives. Um, and so those are kind of some of the, the top line highlights for um, some of the, the police department's budget. So, Mariah, then, so what what is then being counted for, accounted for in this ninety one million dollar increase? It's I guess it's these promotions that yeah, Tessa's yeah. talking about. Yeah, and some of it, um, you know, some of it is just inflation. You have to keep up with spending year sure. over year, and um, this, I mean, effectively keeps spending flat if you take into account inflation. But also, um, you know, Johnson has said that this will cover. Uh, the cost of contractually required raises for CPD employees. And that generally is what has caused, you know, a hole in the budget that Johnson, you know, has been able to close. But that hole was perpetuated by the fact that the vast, vast majority of the city's employees are represented by a union that has negotiated um, union raises. Mm -hmm. I understand. So aldermen, they won't know the exact dollar amount that is going to cover CPD employees because of a tentative deal between the mayor and the Fraternal Order of Police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they've you know reached a tentative uh, you know contract agreement. Um, the deal extends the FOP's contract for an additional two years through June of 2027. Um, the police union president says that the agreement uh, features increased raises, so from two and a half percent to five percent, and you know twenty five hundred dollar bonuses for all officers. Uh, Mayor Johnson said that the city was able to cut down on on healthcare costs, secure the implementation of a new uh, homicide teams pilot program that he says should help the city improve its uh, clearance rates. Um, but the deal still has to be approved by city council. And yeah. actually, just last night, Mayor Johnson um, put out a statement urging city council members to reject, though, an arbitrator's ruling that would basically allow officers who are facing dismissal or suspensions over a year, so kind of just the most serious discipline, um, that it would allow them to take their cases to arbitration, and which would basically kind of what critics have said would allow those cases to then be, you know, settled behind closed doors rather than going to the police board. And Johnson says, you know, if that ruling were to be adopted... And be a major setback for mm-hmm. police accountability for reform. Last week at budget hearings, the uh, outgoing police board president had echoed those concerns. He said it would be a big mistake for these cases to go to arbitration, and the board had estimated they would lose, um, you know, ninety percent, so nearly all of the cases that go to them, you know, if this moves forward. And so um, we'll see, you know, how that plays out. Interesting. So, Mariah, outside of the police department, how else is the mayor going to invest in public safety? Well, he really, you know, paints some of his um, root cause initiatives as public safety causes, including an investment um, of a, a bit more than $70 million in youth jobs for next year, <clears throat> excuse me, which was one of his major campaign promises was getting kids involved in active ways throughout the summer. And he will try to increase jobs by 4,000 next summer. So boosting the one summer Chicago program from around 24,000 kids to 28,000 kids. He also has some investments in homeless prevention services, all the while trying to reach these larger goals that he has legislatively um, that we'll kind of see play out, including, you know, like the Bring Chicago Home proposal um, and those sorts of things throughout the next year. And let's add to that, uh, people in support of the the Peace Book Ordinance, they've come out against increasing CPD's budget, as we've been talking about. Uh, The ordinance proposed by youth group 
Good Kids Mad City. It aims to take 2% of CPD's budget to actually fund neighborhood groups of peacekeepers and mediators to encourage violence prevention within the community, which is something that the mayor has also voiced his support for in the past. So what do you think this means for the future of it? More likely to happen? Well, there are some good signs. So the Peace Book Ordinance was reintroduced last month. And like you said, it aims to create a commission of peacekeepers that are youth-led and paid peacekeepers throughout communities. The ordinance calls for local peacekeeping commissions that that can, you know, try to intervene in violence on a block-by-block basis. And then a citywide commission of peacekeepers to talk about just citywide efforts to engage youth and prevent violence. And um, in addition to that, they want to create a book of resources Mm -hmm. to, you know, that's made by kids for kids. You know, like if you want to go downtown, here are the things that, you know, you could do that are free on the weekend um, sort of thing. And so um, that was introduced last month. Now, organizers behind Good Good Kids Mad City um, are celebrating the fact that during budget hearings last week, the Department of Family and Support Services Commissioner Brandi Kanazi indicated that as part of next year's budget for youth jobs, the city wants to make some of those youth jobs be these peacekeeper positions. And Mm -hmm. so there are 4,000 additional um, youth jobs in this budget. And so they're trying to identify now like what chunk of those jobs could be paid peacekeepers what organizations would those jobs sit within um but it's a big win because you know every single year when we've covered budget hearings you always see good kids mad city there advocating yeah. for a million dollars for this ordinance They're very vocal yeah and so um i think this is kind of the first sign that they've seen from the city with real dollars behind it even though the ordinance calls for 10,000 peacekeepers and so you know a portion of 4,000 is a drop in the bucket but i think they're really celebrating just this positive sign from the yeah. administration i want to switch gears while you ladies are here to talk about migrants in the city uh numbers wise i mean i know that four buses uh, have arrived since friday we're well in the tens of thousands of migrants here uh, but tessa some city and state officials they took a trip to texas to a border patrol facility in el paso Tell us more. What happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so contingent. This is the trip that the mayor was going to go to, but changed his mind. Yes. Yeah. So in his stead, um, you know, the deputy mayor of immigrant, migrant, refugee rights, um, several older persons, some state officials, you know, traveled to Texas where they visited several cities. Um, Yeah. Like uh, you had mentioned, um, I had spoken with uh, older person William Hall. Um, while they were on the trip, speaking from Texas, he recounted, um, yeah, a basically border patrol kind of processing intake facility they visited, mm-hmm. and he painted, you know, a really stark picture. He he described it kind of almost as like jail-like conditions of when folks really? are, you know, brought in. Everything's taken from you. You're, you know, showered, kind of given generic clothing to wear. You're waiting till you can be kind of vetted and interviewed. Um, then. You know, once you are kind of processed, that that's where you know these nonprofits kind of come in and, and are meeting folks and trying to help them on their way to. Whereas you know your ultimate destination, whether it's somewhere you know they have family they're trying to reach, or um, you know what city their immigration hearing might be sent for, and so that was one place they visited. They also, for example, said met with the um, San Antonio mayor and city council, um, and they also traveled to Brownsville and a couple other places. Um, and yeah, it was really kind of on the ground to try to hmm. gather facts and also kind of you know interface with some of these local officials to try to get them to, you know, work with the city a little bit better. 
So I want to talk about what's happening here in Chicago as far as housing migrants, Mariah. Mm-hmm. Alderwoman Julia Ramirez and other leaders, they're holding a meeting happening tonight. They're going to share more details about the uh, proposed tent camp in Brighton Park. This is after a violent protest in the Southwest Side neighborhood last week. Now, we're going to have the Alderwoman in just a few minutes on the program after the break. But just to re- remind folks who aren't familiar what happened yes. and what was being said at this protest. So, you know, the ironic thing is that the alderwoman who was ambushed at this meeting and she, you know, she's doing okay. Obviously, she's going to be on the show. And eight of hers had to go to the hospital briefly after being ambushed. And they were both kind of surrounded by CPD and escorted out um, as, you know, I mean, people who with with not not in my backyard concerns and concerns about their neighborhood shouted at her. Um, But the ironic thing is that this alderwoman did not proposed this site, um, according to her. You know, the mayor asked all older people to give them proposed sites for these base camps. She did not propose this. And in fact, she said, you know, the mayor's office did not consult with them um, or her office about this proposed site. And so it seems as though she was really kind of the target of something that she wasn't championing in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um you know, at the same time, I think, and you'll hear from her, she, you know, knows that this is a crisis that the city has to address. Um, but, you know, doing that with neighbors, I think, is, and and with the consultation of a local alder person is what the ask is. And she says she hasn't gotten that from the administration. Um, this is a This is a site that's privately owned, and the city has been working with that private owner to open a a base camp there. And, you know, I think the city, on one hand, is saying that it wants to take into account community concerns and the concerns of older people, while at the same time saying that they want to skip as many city council votes as possible on these sites so that they can open them quickly. Um, And so that just leads to, yeah, a lot of friction in these neighborhoods. And I think there's really discontent about the lack of communication from the Johnson administration on it. And as I mentioned, we'll hear more from Ramirez in just a few minutes on Reset. But before I let you two go real quick, what are you watching for this week? You first, Tessa. Well, I'll be, you know, manning lots more budget hearings and so be looking to see, you know, kind of like Mari already mentioned, you know, what this new Department of Environment will look like. Yes. Um, and yeah, just kind of looking for, you know, other pressing questions that come up from older persons to indicate, you know, how they're feeling, maybe what are going to be the areas they're going to put forth budget amendments on when it comes to the revision process we'll be starting on the budget. Mariah? Yeah, same. You know, um, this is the last week of budget hearings and then we'll start the budget amendment process. There have been a few things that aldermen have expressed discontent with. They want to see, you know, more employees for the clerk's office, for instance, which deals directly with making legislation accessible to older people and the public. Um, And so just kind of watching for what becomes sticking points for older people ahead of a vote in mid-November. We've been talking with WBEZ city government and politics reporters Mariah Wolfel and Tessa Weinberg. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks.